Welcome to Orpini. This is Saratoga Beth. We are talking about Purim, about Purim and about the time of history that we're in. Let's just start with a little concept. Thank God the month is an upside-down month. That's good for us. And I think we discussed it in one of the previous recordings. Um, actually, no, I don't think we discussed Mishan Nechnas Adar Marbin Besimcha. Um, but we increase in Simcha because it's an activity that will um, activate a transformation. It has to be done in general, Simcha will do that, but when you do Simcha in the month of other, it will activate an upside-down transformation. And I think we mentioned this, that um, an adult knows that if at the bottom of the glass is the, is the sweet stuff, but he has to drink this whole nasty drink to get to it, he will. Whereas a child will not deal with this difficulty, he'll just try to find a way of um, making a hole in the bottom and getting the sweet stuff to begin with. That's the month of other. You kind of turn the glass upside down so the sweet stuff is on the top and you just go straight to it. So it's a, it's a, and it's also a month in which our mazel is very powerful, bari mazli of a yid. So we know that, where do we see it in history? It was supposed to be the month that, God forbid, the whole Jewish people there was a Gezerah, the whole people, Jewish people were supposed to be wiped out, God forbid. And yet it turned out being our month of greatest simcha. Because it's upside down. Take whatever you see and turn it upside down to its opposite. And that's what the month of other brings. So, for instance, Haman was building a, ha- a-, a gallows for Mordechai. Now, who is Haman, you know, in today's, you know, Haman is a Malek. Um, Haman is, you know, figure it out for yourself, a globalist. I don't think anybody here is a family member of a globalist or Bill Gates. But Haman is, you know, the, the, a Malik is coming in the form of the globalists who want to eradicate Hashem, Chas Shalom. And, um, and there was Haman. He was building what he thought was a, a gallows for basically the Jewish people. Why do I say the Jewish people? Just for one. It was for Maish, it was for Mordechai. But Mordechai was the Maishu bane of his generation. And Maishu Yisrael the Yisrael who Maisha. Within Maishu Bainu is every single Yid and the Nisham of every single Yid. And every single Yid is within Maishu Bainu. So by building a gallows, God forbid, to destroy, to eradicate, God forbid, Mordechai, the Maishu Bainu of his generation, especially the Maishu Bechol Darvadar, Essentially, it was the eradication of every single Jew. In the 20s, the worst crime that anybody could do in communist Russia, which was a derivative of the same thing, was to be connected to a Rebbe, to the Rebbe. To be a chassid of the Rebbe Rayat was a far worse crime than just to, just to be keeping Tara Mitzvah. Interesting, right? In other words, they wanted Maishu who they wanted, they wanted Mordechai on the gallows. So, but the, the, within this evil plan that always exists, that, that has existed in past history, within this evil plan of, um, of Amalek 
to go after the Jewish people. Why? We say every time, because besides everything else, we're Hashem's chosen people, and we are the ones who carry the torch of truth. And they don't want truth, or at least they didn't then. Now things are changing. So when when Haman was building the gallows, he ended up being hung on his own gallows, didn't he? That's called the Nahapehu. The whole thing was turned upside down. The bitter decree against us turned out to be a bitter decree against him. So let's take a step backwards. He didn't know that he was actually building his own gallows, did he? But we do. We know now that when he was building them, it was really for himself. So here's the thing. The month of other introduces a reality, injects into the, the year a reality in which those that seek to do evil, God forbid, are building their own gallows. They may have plans, as, you know, going and speaking to the children. What did you learn at the time of Mordechai? What did you learn in Cheder today? They plan, but it's not going to succeed. So the enemy that has evil intentions, evil intentions means they want to destroy Hashem, God forbid. They want to fight Hashem. They do build a gallows on some level, whether it's a spiritual one. We see it happening today with all their plans, their globalist plans. It's quite ugly. It's beyond ugly. It's very, very evil. They clothe it in some fancy terminology that makes it seem like it's sugar-coated, it's sugar-coated evil, but it's basically evil. In the, it, what we understand from Tyra is we have a historical precedent. They're building their own gallows. They think it's for someone else. It's going to be for them. They're building it. Not we are. They are. So that's where life is headed. Not from us. From them. Hashem will only give his opponents those who oppose him um, that much time, and then and then it's over. Okay. So, um, and where do we see it when when Haman threw the dice to see which month he should do this terrible deed? When it finally came to the month of Adar, he said, "Oh, great! It's a month without a schuss for the Jewish people." And it's the mazzle of fish. And he said, ah, just like fish swallow, I will swallow the Jewish people. <laughs> and Hashem said, Russia, fish swallow sometimes, and sometimes they are being swallowed. And now this evil person will be swallowed by those he was trying to swallow. That's what it is, by those he was trying to swallow. So, and this idea that when Maishu Rabbeinu was born, it takes away anything negative of from the passing of Maishu Rabbeinu, and it takes away um, the possibility of I will that they, he will swallow us, because as we say, sometimes now we're swallowed or we swallow or we're swallowed. This whole month is in a situation where no schut and no muzzle, but the swallowing up of non-truth is very powerful in this month. So, 
So when we're talking about the model of the month, right, the fish, this, that, in this month that Maishar Bain was born, the model of the month helps for the strengthening of the model of every single Jew. And that's why other, the, the Bari Vitakif Mazli, in other, our model is very healthy. The birth of Maishar Bain on the seventh of other has an effect on the whole month. So, here's the thing. What is this thing of the mazel of a Jew, the mazel of Yisrael? Why do we need a healthy mazel? What is it? It says, ain mazel Yisrael. What is the mazel of a yid, really? Ayin. What is this ayin? The mazel of a yid means the source of his neshama. His neshama comes down here into this body from a very high place. And that place that it comes down to is called his mazel. And it drips down here. So when we say ain mazal Yisrael, we mean, we mean the mazalas that the non-Jews deal with. We're higher than that. But we do have mazal. We have a mazal. The mazal that we're talking about is ayin. We have a direct connection, a direct oneness. The ayin, the sense of infinite possibilities, the sense of total bittle to Hashem and the ability to do Messiris Nefesh completely beyond something that makes sense. When Maisha Rabbeinu was born, that means we were all born, in his birth was all of our births. What was it? Birth is connected with when, when you're born, what happens? You didn't achieve anything. You might achieve something. But what comes out on your the moment at the moment of your birth is your etimatias, your essential beinghood, higher than a name. That's why nobody has a name when they're born, because you're born with a higher energy than can have a name. It shows on the etim and neshama, which is higher than the five names of the neshama. Not nefesh ruch neshama chayyichida. It's really etim of the neshama has no name. So when we say that the mazel of a yid in this the, in this month is strong, the esam and neshama, that's the ayin. It's the level in this month. That level is, is powerful. So what happens in the original Purim story? So since the original Purim story has to do with the month of Adar, then what? All the days, and it was a lot of days, that the Jewish people were in danger because of the Gezer of Haman. They were in a mode of Mesiris Nefesh. As the Rebbe says, Every single hour we were prepared to give our lives al Kiddush Hashem. Instead of, we had two choices. Bow, join, join the, there were two camps, there were the Ibrim and the Yehudim. The Ibrim were those who were more compromised in their Judaism, and the Yehudim, would not bow for anything. Not just physically bow. They were totally there in the core of truth of Yiddishkeit. They didn't play games with it. To be an Ivri, you know, you could you could do what you want. I guess you could pick and choose. It was a more, you know, chilled kind of a style, I guess, or a more compromised style. On that group, there was no decree. So you would think that everybody would have just joined the, you know, more compromised type of group. 
but no one did. Whoever was in the more compromised group joined the joined the group of Yehudim. And that's called Nasiris Nefesh HaKiddush Hashem. If they had just converted and given up that determination to that, that oneness with Yiddishkeit, they would have been saved. The Gezer was only on the Yehudim. But they had an entire year to think about it. A person will often be in a situation where he is faced with a challenge, do this against your faith or give up your life, God forbid. And the most surprising people are ready to give up their lives. People who don't seem to have an open connection to Yiddishkeit and don't seem to be observant. That was a one-time thing. When a person does that, it's a one-time experience. But to do it for an entire year, we as the Jewish people knew. Everybody lived in those 127 lands of Ahasuerus. There was no place to escape to, just like today. There's no place to escape to. There's a gazera on the entire world today. Okay, I'll, let's, I'll go into that in a minute. But in the time of, of, of Purim, everyone, every Jew lived within the 127 lands. The borders were closed. You couldn't get out. Lockdown. Couldn't go anywhere. All you could do was compromise your Judaism. And you knew that a year from now, the gazera was going into effect. There was plenty of time to think about it. And plenty of time to think about maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I made the wrong decision. And yet, you would think, in general, a person might wake up in the middle of the night and think, what am I doing? I'm decreeing that also the children should not survive. The children can have a future. Let's let them compromise. And then eventually they'll get to the right place. No one did that. No one woke up at three in the morning and said, what am I doing? Why am I being so hard-nosed? Why am I, you know, give in a little bit and live and save the, save your children and your grandchildren. Nobody said that. How do we know? It says, In Torah R, the Alter Rebbe says, not one single Jew had one foreign thought, meaning let's just compromise and give in. How's that possible? A year? Every man, woman, and child has a year to rethink it? A lot of days and a lot of hours in a day, a lot of days in a week, a lot of days in a year. It's a lot of hours to have second thoughts. No one had a second thought. How could you not have a second thought in a whole year? You're ready to give up your life, al Kiddush Hashem, for a whole year? What kind of... Who does that? There's no such creature in reality. Except for a Jew. What? Where do we get that kind of kayach? It's through a kayach l'zeo When our etzim and neshama, remember we said, ein mazal yisrael, our etzim and neshama is revealed. Then... From that place, we have the chaos to do anything. That's the whole meaning of the birth of Maishar Benin. When he was born, when a baby is born, a baby was already there. You know, the baby's been around for nine months, but no one sees him. The only person who kind of knows about him is, you know, the, the mother and the doctor. Otherwise, you know, nobody sees the baby. When the baby's born, he's revealed. 
Maishar Benu was born, he was revealed. Gilui. Leda Gamiloshin Gilui. He was revealed. What was revealed? Maishar Benu brought with him his essence of The essence of a Jew was revealed as he was born. As he was born, the essence of a Jew came out. So his day is a day, and his month, his birth month, is a is a month when our essence is revealed. That's what it means, Ein Mazel Yisrael. The Mazel of a Yisrael of a Jew is Ein Ayin, the Etzim Anefesh. On the level of Etzim Anefesh, there's no compromising. You're straight for truth and for Hashem. <laughs> Nothing else seems like an option. Nothing else has any taste or flavor to it. And that's why it says in Chazal, other bari v'takif mazli. The mazel is very strong. And because in other, the mazel of a Jew is strong, the, the ayin of a Jew is strong, the etzim and neshama, the essence of your neshama is very powerful. It's making a lot of noise in the month of other. It's very loud. It's exerting a lot of influence. It's not sitting there quietly in the, in, you know, behind stage in other. In other, your Esam and Nefesh is, boom, powerful. Therefore, the strength of this, this Esam and Neshama is out there. That's your mazel. Your mazel, the strength of your Esam and Neshama is out there. The Pintaliyid in every single Jew is out there, ready to ready to be in action, and do what it needs to do. It's 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 making a lot of noise. It creates in a person the strength and the power to be meiser nefesh al kiddush Hashem, and it's emphasized in the word other. It says other. If you want your um. Your investments to grow, plant them in the month of other, as it says, Adir Bamaram Hashem. Because other stands for Kiyum and Chayzik. That's why it's called other. Other means something eternal, powerful, strong, grounded. In this month, the strength of the Yid, his PowerPoint, his Etzamanefesh, is there. It's powerful. We're called Adirim. Adir means from the chayzet and aymet. We have a certain power in avaydas Hashem, in serving Hashem, including strength from Mesiris Nefesh for the oneness of Hashem, which doesn't make any logical sense. So, now we understand other endless schus and mazala endless Other doesn't have a schus, and its mazal doesn't have a schus. But we know that in other, Maishar Benu was born. And because of that, our, his mazel on his birthday is strong. So our mazel on, our, on his birthday is strong. The whole month. And his mazel is the ayin. His, the etzamanefesh. So was ours. So it's strong. That's the schus of other in his mazel. And why, um, and why the seventh, the seventh of other? Well, seven is the days of the week. Seven is as you take the world and you lift it up to holiness. And other, Aleph Dar. In other, it's possible to live in Hashem's domain. And Hashem gives you Aleph Dar. 
Hashem live in Hashem. The revelation of Aleph of Hashem in this world. And it's especially emphasized on the seventh of other. And we see it with Maishar Benu. When he was born, the whole house was filled with light. Because Maishar Benu's birth, which affects who we are, brings light to the whole house, the whole world. And that's us. We bring light to the whole world. Okay. So the mazel of a yid means the etzim and the the ayin that you cannot put your hands on. That's the strength, the powerful strength of Mesiris Nefesh, which does not make any sense. It's above anything that's rational. And it's not in a way, when we're talking about the Mesiris Nefesh of a Jew, we're not talking about leaving the world, God forbid, Mesiris Nefesh literally, Adarabah. We are ta- talking now about the strength of Mesiris Nefesh as it comes down to everything in a regular life. In a regular life, as it says, if you have a court case in the month of... Uh, with the non-Jewish world. And you have, and you have this court case, then you go in the month of other because that's when your model about financial things and, and very worldly things do it in the month of other because your model is strong, not just for spiritual things, for very physical things, winning a court case. So the pa'ula of the strengthening of your mazel is, again, in these physical things, things that everybody can relate to. And we see it in the month of Purim, the miracle of Purim. What happened? The gzair of Haman was batal. And they didn't have to be Meiser Nefesh. Those yidden didn't die al-Kiddush Hashem. They were prepared to, but they never did. V'nahafachu. I can't sing the song. So it turned, our enemies who wanted to destroy God ended up being destroyed. How? How did that happen? Because the fear of the Jews fell on the enemies. Well, there we go. Amen. For this year, for Tavshin Peyal of 2021, came, came to we have Purim. We're looking forward to Purim for good stuff. You know, Truth should be where truth has to be. And so what happened is here you have these Yidden and they were able to continue doing Torah Mitzvahs in a way of, of, of broadness, in a way of plentitude. Ara, the Simcha, the and Vikar. Simcha and Mishta and Yamtav. And so in all the 127 lands of the king and Mordechai, everything was good. The whole thing, the whole horrific nightmare, which is what we're living through now, turned upside down. Could we picture it? No. Can we picture it now? No. But that's what's destined to happen. And Mordechai Yehudi, Mishnah Lamelech HaChashperish. So Mordechai Yehudi, instead of being the lowest, ended up, or being treated like the lowest, was treated like the highest. And yet, the nace of Purim in the month of other is in a way that there was another Gullus after that. We were still servants to Achashverosh, and after the Geul of Purim, we're still we still find ourselves in Galus, and then there was another Beisamizit and another Korban, and all the terrible stuff that happened throughout all the generations that Yidden gave their lives up Kiddush Hashem. 
And there was a need for the strength of Etzim and Neshama. This is Jewish history. Bari Vitakis Mazli, the Mazl, the Etzim and Neshama, the Pintalayid, the Pintalayid of a Jew was um, very powerful. People were willing to give up everything. It's a tenua of going above, outside of the world, above the world. Adir b'maran Hashem, alafdar. And the main shlemus of bringing all of this and revealing all of this, this strength of who we are, will be in the gulamitis vashlema. And it has to do with the month of, of Nisan, because in Nisan we were redeemed and we will be redeemed. And so... So the same thing as as um, the seventh of Adar, you know, bringing all of that godliness that doesn't really make sense into everyday life. So we see this also connected with Parshas Tzitzavah, which we're in Va'ata Tzitzavah, as B'nai Yisrael. So who is Va'ata? The essence of Meishu Rebbeinu. What does he do? He is the one, Tzitzavah, Tzivui. When somebody gives you a command, it's also a connection. When Hashem tells us to do something, Va'ata Tzitzavah, it's a Tzavah Vechibur. He can't, as he's telling us to do something, it looks like he's only taking from us. But at the same time, he's giving to us. He's infusing us with the ability to do it. Hashem never commands us to do something if he's not simultaneously filling us with everything we need to be able to do it. That's a huge point that we want to keep in mind. We, we can get it maybe from people and friends and relatives. They might tell us to do something that we really can't do. But with Hashem, everything's exactly measured. As he says, do this, he fills you, he gives you everything you need to do it. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, how to tile your own floor, how to redo your kitchen floor with stick on tiles, but that you have to glue on and all. They include the directions and the cutter and the glue and every single thing that you need to be able to do a good job. Do they include the patience? <laughs> you know, the stickability, the mental stickability, I don't know. But And they they give you a link to the YouTube, and you watch it. They give you everything you need to be able to do get the job done right. So, lahavdil, <laughs> that comes from Hashem. Meishur Benu, the very essence of Meishur Benu, the essence of Neshama, Ve'ata, shows on, he's connecting us, with Hashem, he's connecting with us with Hashem, and in as he's, as we're being commanded to do things, we're being filled with what we need to do them. And what are we be, being given? And we're being given, we have this very powerful mazel, Bari Vitakif Mazli, that is um, revealed in us, our, our Pintaliyid is revealed, and what happens? Hashem Lamar. We are being given, we bring, we bring Shemin Zayasach, pure olive oil, crushed for the luminary. Mesiris Nefesh. Of course, we know when you crush an olive, so we're like the olive that you crush it and the, everything comes out, the good stuff comes out. We're crushed for the luminary. Unfortunately, we in Gullus have been crushed. The ultimate is, we don't want to wait to be crushed. We want to crush ourselves. And one of the things is, when we learn Torah and we struggle with a concept that's really healthy, it's amazingly healthy, 
We're like, oh, I can't do it. We're working and working to figure it out. That's our own crushing. When we just, when we decide that we're going to squeeze ourselves into a narrow spot, not in a negative way, but not just be lazy, you know, whatever I feel like doing, I'm going to do, but rather focus ourselves and focus our efforts towards the oneness of Hashem and the oneness, our our own oneness with Hashem's oneness, that requires a laser beam kind of a focus. That's a type of squeezing. Instead of being all over the place, we focus, we squeeze. That's the olive. We squeeze, and what comes out? The luminary. And oil, no matter how much, everybody knows this, you mix it with other things, it will rise higher. And it's pure, all of it. Shem and pure. Or the luminary, it's higher than light. So this is us. And this is the ability we've been given. We've been given the ability to live this way, especially in the month of Adar. And from Adar through the month of Adar, Adar is the, the time when it really comes out who we are. And it comes to the surface. We're Kiddush Hashem people. Only now, the whole Avaida is not the way it used to be through all the generations. Just like the oil shines in the base of Mibish, it was shining, it shone to the entire world. The Halku Gayim And therefore, and the whole point of it, and the whole point of a Jew is not to leave the world with Messiris Nefesh. When we have Messiris Nefesh, which is our birthright, which is something that's unique to us, it's no longer given to us for the purpose of leaving the world. Rahman Islam in the past number of years, it's all through the generations, many, many Yidin left the world. And even recent years, Rahman Islam, many Yidin left the world. al Hashem. But that is no longer the purpose. Our job now is to live Kiddush Hashem, which is not simple. It's, 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 it's difficult. We want, and Hashem wants, that the Matthias of Meishir Benu and the Jewish person and the Jew should come down into the world and be revealed and illuminate the world. Crushed for the luminary. We're here to be leaders in the world and illuminate the world. Like when Meishir Benu was born in the seventh father, he lit up the house and he lit up the world. That's what we're here to do. So now, we're going to come to the conclusion with this. We said that there are two reasons why Meishu Rabbeinu's name is not in Parsha Tzitzava. One is because he said to Hashem and later on in the Tzairus, if you're not going to um, if you're not going to save the Jewish people, r- remove me from your Sefer. Erase me. So Hashem said, okay, I'll erase you. So there's one Parsha in which his name is erased. And the other reason why Meishu Benu's name is not in this parsha is from the birth of Meishu Benu. You know, from many many parshias, this is Vayomer Meishu and Vayadabriel Meishu. Meishu Meishu is speaking about Meishu Benu's name is everywhere, but not in this parsha. Okay, not in safer, not in safer bracious, But once we begin Shmeis, Meishu Benu is there. 
right from the beginning. So his name is not in this parsha because he said, Hashem erased me from your Tyra, from your, your Sefer. So Hashem said, okay. And the other reason is because this parsha is close to the passing of Maishur Benu. So in a sense, he's gone. So his name does not appear. But the real reason is these two reasons. Why his name is not in this parsha? It's not only because he passed away on the 7th of Adar. So he's gone. So we don't have his name. But really, more because he was born on the, excuse me, on the 7th of Adar. Because when Maisha Rabbeinu was born, in fact, when you are born, do you have a name? No, you don't. Why not? They didn't get around to name you? No. When you're born and you come into the world, you come into the world on a level that's higher than can have a name. Your very essence is brought into the world, is revealed in the world, and it lights up the whole world the minute you're born. And how much more so Maishrabenu. So the birth of Maishrabenu on the seventh of other means the revelation of its etzimitsiyuso higher than a name. It can't be held in by a name. And that's why he wasn't given a name then. And in this Parsha, there, his name is not there. He's here in this Parsha, very, very powerfully, but higher than his name. So you don't see his name, not in the Parsha. Because he's here higher than his name. What do you see? How do you know he's here? Va'ata. Musa. Ata miti. His very essence is here. Va'ata. And also his job. Tzitzavah. He connects. That's what we're here to be. Even higher than our name. Because honestly, when you're living in your name, you know, like, oh, so hi, what's your name? My name is Jennifer. What do you do? I'm the editor of a magazine. Oh, that's a nice, you know, uh, world um, entrepreneur, feminine entrepreneur magazine. Great. That's your name. But who are you really? That's all the stuff of what you do and how the world knows you. But who are you really? So we also have that that idea. And not only that, about Parsha Tzitzah, the Atta Tzitzah, is called the Atta. Your essence, that's it, essence, higher than a name. And Tzitzah, you connect. That's what we're here to do in this world. We, little people, connect. Connect Hashem with the world, the world with Hashem, everybody with their potential. Everything, every aspect of the world with its potential, with its connection with Hashem, that's what we're here to do, the job. And be there in our full essence. And so because the birth of Maishar Benu, his essence above a name, on the seventh of other, is connected with all of us, and his mazel is strong, and therefore our mazel is strong, and as we see, va'ata, it's in a way of hamshacha, brought down, and tzavzavachibur, it's in a way of the way he comes, he is, appears in this parsha. It's all brought down and con- connecting us with Asmus of the Yidden. And therefore, what do we see? We don't hear his name, but it's, it, what we experience is his Mesiris Nefesh for us. Maishur Adbeinu's Mesiris Nefesh for us. What was his Mesiris Nefesh for, for us? 
he said to Hashem, erase me from your Sefer, from your Tyra. For us, it's like, oh, you know, that's nice. Okay, it's not in one Parsha. Clearly, if you're Maishu Rabbeinu, to ask to, be, to ask to be erased from the Tyra is probably the most horrific, torturous agony on a spiritual level. And he only did it for us. He didn't do it for himself. He said, Hashem, if you're not going to forgive them, then take me out of your Tyra. That's total Messiris Nefesh. The Atta, his Atmos, above his name. And that's emphasized in, in a clear way in the seventh of other being born when his Atmos and our Atmos as their one with Hashem is revealed. And so, and one other thing. What is being erased from Hashem's Tyra have to do with the seventh of other, with the day that he's born, his Atmos, connected with Atmos and Yisrael? It is the reason for his mysterious nefesh in saying, erase me. Once a Jew's etzim is revealed, the energy of his etzim is mysterious nefesh. When the Jew's etzim and nefesh is revealed, mysterious nefesh is just what he's ready to do. And that's why we don't see his name. Adarabha, the Atta, we see his very essence. And therefore, we'll just mention the name of Pesilea Bas Shragafai Halevi Lepine, who gave her life al Kiddush Hashem on the second day of Adar. And as the Rebbe says, Kiddush Hashem Barabim. And the Rebbe said at that point, what are we talking about? Hashem, how much Messiris Nefesh do you need? How much Messiris Nefesh and Kiddush Hashem do you need? Ad Masai, Ad Masai, Ad Masai. And we know in Chazal that um, the tremendous chus of Kiddush Hashem, and especially Kiddush Hashem Barabin, and Kiddush Hashem in this neighborhood, where there's the base Knesset, base Medrash, base Meisim Taizim, Shulas of the Rebbe Rayat, through whom there was Kiddush Hashem Barabin, through whom there was Kiddush Hashem Barabin, even more and more. And the great value, the great wonder of Kiddush HaFla, of Kiddush Hashem, we find by the Beis Yosef, that he was on a very high level, and he was ready that he would, to be Zaycha, to be Maiser Nefesh, Al Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush Hashem. But there was something, some small issue, that was not exactly the way it was supposed to be for his level, and therefore he was, so to speak, punished, and he was not Zaycha, to be able to do Kiddush Hashem. That was considered a punishment for him. And then after that, he was Zaycha, he was Zaycha to be Mechaber, to write the Shulchan Aruch, and be a Marahara for all Yidin throughout all the generations. So if that was second choice, first choice was to be Meiser Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem, to go al Kiddush Hashem. That was taken away from him. He was allowed second best, which is to write the Shulchan Aruch, to be a lamplighter for the, all of the generations. That was second best. So we can imagine what Kiddush Hashem really is. The great... It, writing the Shulchan Aruch, Writing the Shulchan Aruch does not come to the great schus 
of Mesiris Nefshar al Kiddush Hashem. And so when Maish Rabbeinu said, erase me from Yitzhak, showing his Mesiris Nefesh for us, it's above his, the Metzias of Maish Rabbeinu as is connected with Taira. Right? He's, he's saying, erase me from Yitzhak. That means that's Maish Rabbeinu, so to speak, minus Taira. Not minus, but higher even than him in his role of the giver of the Taira. Even higher than that. And he gave it up. Because he had Mesiris Nefesh for us. Which gives you a sense of who we are. Of course, who Maishu Rabbeinu is. And why it's worth it for him to give that up for us. I guess we're not whom we think we are. I guess we're much bigger than whom we think we are. Or at least as Kalal Yisrael. And just like the schluss of writing the Shulchan Aruch doesn't come to the great schluss of Mesiris Nefesh. So... It puts everything in perspective. And so, um, and so here, just um, after all of the haflas of Kiddush Hashem Barabim, and we were yaitze already, and we scream out Admasai, how can it be such a long gallus that after all of that, we need that a young woman, mother of children, little children, would be, do Kiddush Hashem Barabin? And so if Hashem wants the Nachas Ruach of, you know, one more minute in gallus, we've already been here for so long. And so surely something that would happen like this, that a young mother with young children has to be Meiser Nefesh of Kiddush Hashem. And so, um, the whole Gullus is the opposite of Kiddush Hashem. It's a Chil Hashem. And therefore we say to Hashem, please take us out. And and the Hira, the Quail is that Of course, the Indian is to step into a mode of tremendous simcha and bring Aleph into, Aleph Dar, into the month of Adar and into the world. And we shouldn't have to wait until we come to the Nisan, the month of Nisan, when we were redeemed and we will be redeemed. Um, um, the Kainti Elanu, it should be that already when we're in the month of uh, this month we're talking about the idea of oil crushed for the Menaira, the table the shemiragla mashiach he dips his feet in oil as we see at the beginning of the parsha the yikhu lecha shemen in the beginning of parsha's kisis matasi and as it says shemen amishcha matasi david avdi beshemen kochi mashafti this is the ikr of lift up the heads of the yidden Rush B'nai Yisrael, Meishar Beinu, Gael Rishon, Gael Achron, to Melech HaMashiach, that will, Yalichen B'yigalein 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 B'yig